You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. What's up, folks? Welcome to the MSP Zone, where we tackle all issues related to managed services all the time. That's all we do. We don't do anything else. Today, we are talking about out-of-the-box MSSPs. Yeah, out-of-the-box MSSPs, kind of like easy-bake oven type of thing. Um, A summary, a review, I guess you could call it, from a previous episode where we talked about MSPs unsure about whether they should still be calling themselves MSPs. And then finally, uh, MSPs and their views on artificial intelligence. We had a webinar recently that we held about AI, and actually I learned a lot of interesting things about the current perspective of MSPs related to AI, and I'm excited to share them with you. But uh, we'll get the kind of salacious nastiness out of the way up front so we can turn to more positive things. Um, and again... This this topic, uh, I didn't I didn't create it. Someone sent it to me. Someone um, who used to be in law enforcement, someone used to be in federal law enforcement, sent it, um, and I think that they were equally as uh, surprised as I was uh, at the way that this was phrased. And basically, what it was was a uh, a vendor selling to MSPs or wants to sell to MSPs. I think they currently sell to MSPs. Um, talking about how to be an MSP in one day. Yeah. Actually, I correct myself. How to be an MSSP in one day. And we've talked a little bit about these issues, these types of issues in the past before. Um and every time these kind of really outlandish statements come up, um, I'm always a little bit worried about being unfairly harsh or critical of these types of tactics. Because, And that's one of the reasons why I'm not going to name who the company is. They're out there. You could probably find them. If you're an MSP, you're probably receiving their literature, but I'm not going to call attention to them because I don't want to uh, badmouth unfairly companies who are doing this because uh, that's not even true. I I don't know why they did this. Right? They could very well know that this is a completely ludicrous statement, and they just made it to capture your attention. To, to, to say, well, look, look, I'm going to make something really outlandish in terms of a statement to try to get your attention, to try to get you to, to interact with me. It's a, it's a tactic I know some people in the press use. I know people on social media, influencers use these tactics. I know advertisers use these tactics. I don't personally like them. Um, but I'm going to address this because, number one, it's public. Number two, it deals with MSPs. And number three, it's it deals with end users who undoubtedly are seeing this type of material and this type of content, and it begs the question, what do they think out of all this? 
So, all right. So just to recap, I get a message from law enforcement source number one, I'll call him, um, sends me a message saying, hey, look what I just got. And it looked to be a social media push message that said, hey, if you buy our stuff, you can become an MSSP in one day. Uh, on that, it was undeniably clear. That's what they said. Did they believe it? I have no idea. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I'm just going to address the fact of whether or not it's good for that type of language and content to be circulating out there. Um, first of all, we should probably deal with right out of the gate. Do we realistically believe that it is possible for a managed service provider, for that matter, do we, do we believe that it's possible for any type of a company, much less an MSP, to just become an MSSP overnight in one day? No, I don't think it's anything close to being a provable statement. I think it's crazy. I think it, um, it's not possible. I, I certainly talk to a lot of MSPs. I don't hear any of them saying, you know what, this is so freaking easy being an MSSP. I just did it in one day. They don't say that type of thing to me. So I'm wondering, again, is this made in jest? Maybe, maybe not. That's why I'm not naming the company. Um, but I have to acknowledge that it's possible they're making this claim just to get eyeballs and clicks, and they know that it's not true. But I think whether they thought it was true or not true, the statements I'm going to make apply either way. And for the record, uh, th this was, an, this was a, a company that's in the kind of the SOC as a service, SIM as a service, MDR, EDR, XDR type of, of technology. And I am decidedly pro all of those technologies. Not, not only am I pro technologies like that, I, I believe that those technologies are indispensable for the modern day MSP. Notice, I don't use the, the distinction MSP versus MSSP. I think that's a bogus distinction. More on that in other episodes. You can go back and listen to my comments on that. But I think that MSP of any type operating today unless you are just so laser-focused in something that doesn't need that type of uh, technology stack, the rest of you, you need to have it, right? So I'm very much pro having these types of technologies, all right? Just so we're clear. But what I think is dangerous, both to the MSP community who hears it and to the end-user community who may also probably likely to hear that type of message, is it cheapens the role of the MSP. Very much so. If the, if the company here advertising that type of content knows that it's crazy, I think that they ought to think about changing it just because it's highly likely that someone is going to look at it and say, really, is that it? Is that all it takes to be an MSSP is just one day? And of course, I'm assuming signing up and paying 
you know, a license fee to this company in question. But whether it's this company or any other MDR, EDR, XDR company, SOC as a service, SIM as a service, would any of those companies, any of those technologies make it so that an MSP who didn't have them yesterday and suddenly has them today could reasonably say, now I'm, an, I'm a bona fide MSSP? No, because you still have to know how to use it. It's like if I go out and buy a, you know, a, a ticketing platform or start buying maybe backup technology, does that make me an MSP? No, not at all. It gives me the tools that I need, but does it mean that I know how to use them in any real way that an MSP would? See what I'm saying? Just having the tool doesn't make you an MSP. Just having that type of EDR, XDR, SOC as a service tool doesn't make you an MSSP. But I think it's dangerous. It's a dangerous precedent to cheapen the value of the MSP profession by making it into something that's so insignificant that all it takes is one day to, to, to transform an MSP to an MSSP. I, I think it's a, bad, it's a bad precedent to set. And I think it's bad for the end users to be potentially exposed to that type of thing because then it makes them potentially believe that the work that MSPs do is so cheap and so flimsy and so you know, in, inconsequential that it, that it can be done with the snap of a finger and 24 hours later, poof, you're, you're an MSSP. I mean, ask any MSP if, that, if they think that that's even close to reality, they'd probably tell you no, it's not, not at all reality. So why should we be why should we be helping promote that type of behavior and thought about the work that MSPs do? We've got a lot of tough issues, folks, to deal with, legitimate issues that have nothing to do with whether or not MSPs can transform themselves overnight into an MSSP. That doesn't help us. That doesn't help our our work that we are doing right now. And as I said before, I'm very much pro security technology. Very much. You won't find someone who's more of a staunch advocate for that type of technology. I just don't think that this type of thing is is serving anyone's best interest. So my advice to the for for that company and any other company that's thinking about doing that type of a thing, you know, maybe maybe shift your focus into we're going to make it easier for you to become an MSSP. You know, maybe that would be a better approach. Maybe, hey, look, you can't be an MSSP unless you have this type of a technology. We can help you get there. Fine. Those are all good things but and true things. But I'd stay away from the, hey, give us one day and we'll make you into an MSSP and all your problems will be solved, you know. I think that that type of uh, tone, that type of message, really ought to be um, sh- you know moved away from, and and kind of move into more positive, more professional types of um, marketing content. Just my thought, but I wasn't the only one because this other person in law enforcement had the exact same feeling I did immediately, which is they were joking 
with me about this type of a statement. So folks, you can say what you want about me. You can say that I had the wrong instinct, but I wasn't the only one that had that. And if we're not the only ones out there thinking like this, there's probably a lot more people that came to the same conclusion. Just saying. Okay, more news, uh, better news. Still unsure about whether you should call yourself an MSP. Um, we tackled that episode. Um, by the time this goes live, that episode should be posted as well. Um, and that was about uh, one of our one of our members emailed us and asked a kind of a really poignant question about how how they should market themselves and whether or not their their newer customers who may or may not understand managed services. Um, whether they as a company should still be calling themselves an MSP. And I gave my response. And as soon as I had hit end record, then no sooner was I like checking my email and I'm getting a whole bunch of Google alerts. And one of the first ones that I get, not kidding, the first ones that I get is this. And the title is Four Reasons Why Businesses Should Consider a Managed Service Provider, otherwise known as an MSP. So no, no sooner had I just finished explaining why I believe the term MSP and managed services is still really relevant even after 30 years and why we ought to continue using it for a variety of reasons. The main one in that episode, which you can hopefully you've viewed and viewed and, uh, and listened to that, that podcast by now, um, talks a lot about how effective of a term it is, even though it may be broad, even though it may be you know, very kind of ubiquitous in, in terms of its meaning, it's, it's useful because it describes a very large body of, of MSPs throughout the world. And then I go, went on, I think, and I said, you know, by the way, what else are you going to call yourselves? If everybody is using the term MSP or managed services, why would you change it? Even if you had something to change it to, which no one's ever come up with a viable alternative. And then I get hit with, and this is not a channel company. This um, retailcustomerexperience.com, right? They're, they're not a channel company. And they write an article titled Four Reasons Why Businesses Should Consider a Managed Service Provider. And then, not 30 seconds after I get done reading that article, I get another article in my feed. This one from a, a bit more of a noteworthy publication called Forbes Magazine. You may be familiar with that. Forbes.com. The title of that article is How Managed Services Can Future-Proof Security Operations. These are all, by the way, current modern-day articles posted this month. Folks, I offer you two, two really good examples of how everybody in the world speaking metaphorically and slightly uh, uh, in, in a ubiquitous term, I understand that. Even if you're not in the IT channel, the rest of the community still 
uses the term managed services and MSP. We're nowhere close to having a second place word replacement for that. And if you're not going to call yourself an MSP or a managed service provider, how in the heck are anybody is going to, how, how are they going to find you? How are your customers going to find you? How are you going to find your customers? How are you going to communicate? How are you going to market to them? It doesn't mean the word is perfect. I said this in the other episode. I don't mean to say that MSP and managed services are perfect words. There's a lot of misuse of those terms, and, and that will probably always be the case. But it's undeniable from my seat that we still have a, the vast majority of the planet uses, understands, and values the term MSP and managed services. And if you reject and stop using those terms in place of some new term, you do so at your peril, at your own peril. And uh, I think that's the only thing I can say. I mean, the, the evidence speaks pretty, pretty, pretty loudly as far as I'm concerned. Um, customers are still using it. I think that there's two ideas that I would bring up that you may want to consider, which is if you're thinking about changing your name, maybe the name MSP isn't your problem. Maybe you've got another problem. I don't know what that is, but I doubt that it's the term MSP in your name. I don't think it's the term managed services on your website or in your marketing literature. I don't think that that's your issue. I think it's something else. Maybe you have a pricing issue. Maybe you've got a, a scalability issue. Maybe you've got a process issue. Maybe, maybe you've got something that's not firing right that is causing a problem, a disconnect that either you, you see or you and your customer sees. Or sometimes it's just the customer sees it and you think you're doing everything just fine. I've come across a lot of those scenarios where the provider... Typically, it's a reactive break-fix provider company thinks that they're doing just great. They think, man, well, I'm, the, I'm one of the best MSPs in the planet. And then they realize, I, I got a bunch of customers leaving me. And then they find out they left them for, for an MSP. And they think, well, why, how, come, how come these companies left me? They were, they were good, loyal customers for many, many years. And it turns out, Customers act, all they wanted was a real managed services relationship. And they weren't getting it from the break-fix company. But they thought, the provider thought they were managed services. Maybe the term MSP isn't your problem. Um, I don't know. We'll keep you updated on this, folks. But I think the term MSP, managed services, is still viable. I think it's still valuable. I think it's worth defending. I think there are plenty of companies who want to be using the term and are using the term MSP or managed services who shouldn't. So think about that. that that's, that's really, I, I just clicked in my head. If the legitimate MSPs are thinking, I need to stop using that term, and not all of you think that way. A very, very small minority of you 
think that way, or at least a small minority of you actually voice that through email or through you know, other statements. The, there's a vast majority of companies, I've talked about them, the cybersecurity community, who are overtly using and misrepresenting the fact that they are an MSP when they're not. Get that? A non-MSP cyber consultant says they're an MSP when they're not, and a real MSP is thinking, maybe I should stop using the term MSP. For what? We don't know. You, 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 get, you get the confusion there? It's, it's flipped. It's the cyber consultant that should stop using the term MSP because that's not what they do. And it's the MSP who should say, no, no, I'm an MSP. You're not an MSP over there. You should stop using it because you don't do anything close to managed services. I'm the one that does managed services. I'm the one that's lowering risk. You're not the one that's lowering risk for, for my customers. It's flipped around. At least that's how I see it. Third, third topic of the day, artificial intelligence. Um, if you were one of the few hundred that uh, registered for our um, artificial intelligence webinar a few weeks ago, I think, um, we talked a lot about just the, the lay of the landscape for AI and the specifically in managed services tools and service uh, capabilities and how MSPs are using AI today. And a ton of feedback in the form of questions and comments came from the, from the audience, and I learned a lot from, from these uh, interactions. And for all the, the hoopla, all the chatter that we get in the tech channel, in the IT channel, and outside about AI, and make no mistake, folks, it's almost like there's more attention being paid to artificial intelligence in the financial world than there is in the tech world. That seems like a crazy statement, but when you look at the valuations on Wall Street and other you know, public indexes where they sell companies, you, you see valuations going through the roof for companies who are embracing vocally embracing AI compared to those who aren't. And you can see that that's where investors and that's where investment money is going is towards AI. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but you've got a lot of excitement in the non-IT sector, or at least one of them that I've just named, that they're, they're really excited about AI. And I think that there's a lot of excitement in the tech community as well. And we talked about that in the webinar. We talked about vendors who are embracing AI and delivering AI injected into their tools that MSPs consume. And we even talked about uh, AI tools that MSPs are starting to deliver to their customers and also to consume internally. More on that in a moment. But there's a couple of really interesting takeaways that I took from that webinar feedback, the comments and the questions from the audience. Number one, AI has a undoubtedly legitimate role for the professional managed services community. Of that, I have no doubt. Absolutely none. The MSPs don't have any doubt 
that AI is here. It's something they have to contend with, and it's something that a lot of them are already embracing. The MSPs, whether they are consuming technology from vendor partners like ticketing systems, like EDR systems, SOC, SIM as a service systems, like that, um, the MSPs know it, and they're fine with it. They know AI is deeply embedded in, in, and getting more embedded in those types of uh, technology stacks. But when you press the MSP, and, and actually there's another thing, MSPs on the webinar and MSPs who we talked to actually from our own Inspire meeting in the last couple of meetings have been talking steadily, increasingly, about the use of AI technology for internal service delivery enhancement. For example, chatbots, um, internal research tools for help desk, for knock technicians, um, ways that AI can help enhance and improve the way that tickets are documented, right? Technicians who aren't natural um, you know, writers, right? They don't, not the best writers in the world. Um, not that they were trained to be, but you know, they have to be able to document accurately what is happening in a in a problem situation. And AI is one of a one of the very uh, commonly heard ways that MSPs today are using uh, an AI platform to improve the way a ticket is documented and how it reads. I thought that's very very interesting, very reasonable. Um, but then when you press the MSP, as, as we did on the webinar and in other conversations, we're learning something that I think is just, um, although it's anecdotal, I would say that I, I have enough comfort and feedback with the breadth of MSPs that we talk to, to, to say that this is probably a, a known truth or a known practice amongst the majority of MSPs. Most MSPs that I'm talking to are really, really reluctant to place AI directly in front of the customer, which is to say the MSPs, even those who are embracing AI internally, are making sure that there is a kind of a barrier, I don't want to say a firewall, but there's a barrier between AI and the customer on the other side of that barrier, meaning that the, the MSP does not want to risk a negative outcome customer experience because of something like AI being um, unpredictable or something that the MSP can't control. Honestly, I was not expecting that. Maybe I was hoping it, but I wasn't expecting it. I, I thought that MSPs would be full, full on board saying, let's use AI in every capacity. That's just not the case. Could it change? I don't know. Um, the hesitancy, the hesitancy of MSPs to really trust AI with their customers is, um, was stark. And there, it was a lot of MSPs who were having the same sentiment. We'll use it here. We'll let our technicians play with it. But we are not going to expose our customers to AI. 
Now you can you can make the argument that use of a, a an AI enabled or an AI um, equipped EDR platform. What's the difference? I mean, at some point, it's interacting. You could say interacting with with the end user. Um, maybe that's true, but I don't think in the same way that the MSPs are telling us that they. They just don't feel comfortable with a direct customer to AI interface. They, they just don't trust it yet. Again, it could change. It could change overnight. But right now, there's a more than a healthy dose of real skepticism, real concern about privacy, right? It, this is not, and I thought this, right? I thought maybe this is job security. Like maybe this is, you know, like in the, the SAG after a um, strike that's going on, if you're following that, there's a lot of concern over AI and, and you know, content. Um, oddly enough, that's where the MSPs actually want to see AI use is, is they're using it to improve content even within things like their own ticket documentation and, and stuff like that. We talked about AI content creation for purposes such as, you know, generating internal MSP documentation templates and policies. Um, but the MSPs, while they're, they're fine with that, again, the closer it gets to the customer, the more, the more the MSP business owner is pulling back and saying, no, no, you're not going to get that close to my customers just yet. You're, you're going to stay pretty far back here. You're going to be under the control of our technicians. They're going to use you. You're, you're going to interact with them, but not the customers. The customers still interact with the humans. I thought that was pretty good advice. I thought that was pretty good, uh, well-reasoned opinion about where we as a profession, the MSP profession, ought to be. Quite frankly, I think it was a pretty reasoned explanation for where all of us on the planet ought to be with regards to AI. Something to think about, at least. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.